there is this incredible benefit of gradually training yourself to be in touch, to be in this conscious relationship with objects and relationships and, and activities that surround us. And I think once people get this feeling that the joy meter is on, that is the resonating part. That is the big part. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Our guest today is Luise Ratnice. Luise is Latvian and she's lived in Spain for more than 10 years. She holds a PhD in sociology and is a textile sustainability activist. She wanted to be a fashion designer as a child, and she's now channeling that wish through professional organization, ideal wardrobe workshops, and clothing swaps. Luise is a fellow Kanmari consultant, certified since 2019, and one-third of the first podcast dedicated to the Kanmari method in Spanish, which is Orden a Trace, or Order by Three in English. Welcome to Spark Joy, Luise. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome to Spark Joy. We're so glad you're here. Tell us about your Kanmari journey. What led to your interest in hiding and then subsequently becoming a Kanmari consultant? It is actually a funny story, I would like to think, because I came to Kanmari after a fascination with minimalism and capsule wardrobes and such. So I didn't have the classic catharsis of seeing the pile, the actual switch from having a lot of things and an overwhelm to the KonMari festival. So for me, it became a, more of a way to manage and maintain the abundant the kind of conscious world that was left after a couple of years of purging. So for me, it was a method to keep that balance and through a kinder approach. And it is from that point that for me, does it spark joy question marks a difference in the world of organization and professional organization being such a generous permission to embrace what we are as people, how peculiar we are, how weird we are sometimes. And it's of course that people resonate with that, with this thing that yes, you can keep whatever makes you happy, that things can support you. That's the role of objects in our life. We also love the liberating aspects of Kamari, that whole way of viewing things where it's giving yourself permission to almost take things not too seriously and really shift attention to what you're keeping rather than all of the discarding, which can sometimes get you down. So that resonates with us. And I imagine that aspect of Kamari might resonate with your clients as well? I try to com communicate it as the major difference and the major strong point of the method. And also, of course, there is this incredible benefit of gradually training yourself to be in touch, to be in this conscious relationship with objects and relationships and, and activities that surround us. And I think once people get this feeling that the joy meter is on, that is the resonating part. That is the big part. 
were there any parts of Kanmai that didn't spark joy for you when you were going through your own tidying event? Oh, I'm not sure. I can confess that I prefer the Spark Joy book to the Life-Changing Magic book. <laughs> oh, interesting. What is it in particular about that book that you found more inspiring? I'm not sure if I'm now incurring in heresy, but <laughs> for me, the first book is like the Old Testament. And <laughs> the second one is like the New Testament. Wow. In a sense, I know. But that's how I, I kind of feel them in a sense that in the first one feels as a very strict manifesto. Mm -hmm. This is how things should be and there is no other way. And then if you kind of go through that, <laughs> Spark Joy is very much about, no, but basically do what works for you. Do what liberates that inner sparkling thing for you. And if you don't want to fold your socks in a certain way, well, then don't. <laughs> We're all spending a bit more time at home these days for the health and safety of ourselves, our family, and our community. Are you feeling a little too close to your clutter for comfort? Maybe you're buried under stuff in the home office or craft space, or you're trying to carve out dedicated space for work or homeschool in your basement or on your dining room table. Or maybe you've noticed just how much time you're wasting looking for important papers and emails instead of shifting your time, energy, and resources towards the things that truly matter. During quarantine, my number one priority is to get as many people as possible clutter-free and prepared for the other side of this challenging season. If you're regularly asking yourself, where should I put this? Or am I letting go of enough? Or am I even doing this right? As you can Mari, a customized virtual tidying experience may be the perfect next step for you. While stay-at-home ordinances are activated, I'm continuing to offer virtual Kanmari-based active tidying lessons, including a tidy desk special, perfect for those working or learning from home. Visit ForTheLoveOfTidy.com and click Free Consult to discuss the various virtual organizing options available to help you dig out and choose joy once and for all. I think that's really interesting that you compared the two books that way because I believe the second book, Spark Joy, was really based off of all of the feedback that Marie received, kind of all the what if questions or the, well, you know, uh, well, this is my particular scenario. How would Spark Joy fit with that? So that, that makes a lot of sense there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing that, and which is not really about the method, but more about um, the distortion that has suffered when turning into this mass phenomenon. Oh. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> and suddenly everybody has an opinion about it. In many cases, something that they haven't read anything. <laughs> so for me, living it is the very flexible method. All the media representations and the Twitter outrage about this lady who will make you keep only 30 books, it just makes me roll my eyes a lot. But I guess that is the price of the success now that everybody knows or thinks that they know what they're talking about. 
You know, it's interesting that you say that because just the other day I saw on social media where the whole issue of the 30 books got brought up again. And I started typing my response and I said, no, (laughs) I'm not going to get into this. I'm just going to let it go. But it's very funny how it's still kind of a thing, you know. Yeah, but that's only, I think it's also a very interesting point of of analysis in the sense of that it makes people feel very defensive. Yes. And there is this attachment to things and those are my things and I will not let anybody and it's like nobody wants your things don't worry if you are listening to us and wondering what controversy could they possibly be talking about right now we do have an episode where we dive deeper into this spark joy episode 75 exploring the kanmari book controversy with robin mitchell so if you don't recall the controversy which stemmed from the release of the Netflix special. You can check back to episode 75 or more. Well, we say I would love to know what are some of the ideas that have defined your work in Kanbari the most? What do you find have been the most valuable principles that you have really stood by when it comes to Kanbari? With clients, it's definitely practicing extreme empathy. I do my best, of course, to adjust my work into the type of accompanying that the client requires in that very moment. But at the same time, I'm very aware that I have very limited access to what possessions actually mean to each person I'm working with. You know, we can hold their hands and and walk with them, but we get to observe only part of the very intimate work that is going on in their heads. And for me, it's in many ways, it's just this ebbing and flowing and trying to understand what the person needs at the moment because it's very profound work most of the time. You know, I think that's such a good point. It really is. And learning a lot about our clients is part of, I think, the great joy of this work is really getting to know people on a very intimate level. And of course, it's extremely exciting and fun for all of us that consultants really are spanning the globe at this point. And I have to tell you that Barcelona is one of my favorite places in the whole world. (laughs) I've been there three times, once for a very short visit and two times for a little bit longer of a visit. And one of my favorite dishes in the whole world is anything made with black squid ink pasta Hmm. rice or a paella oh my gosh it's the best thing in the world i can taste it right now just thinking about it but i'm really curious how has conmari been received in barcelona well conmari has definitely arrived in spain in general people joke about it on television so the basic brand recognition is here of course when it comes to deeper understanding of the whole potential of the method there is still a lot of work to do and i think it has to do that with the fact that even the notion of professional organization is very new here. So to compare the, the American National Association of Professional Organizations, go back to the 83. Well, the Spanish Association was established in 2016. Oh, wow. So this is the whole new thing happening. So the massive Conmary wave has done a lot to push the profession in the spotlight, including people who are doing a very conscious job of differentiating themselves from KonMari, but still being in the field of organization. 
And I think there's a lot of potential to educate and promote this work, but I would say that it's very at the very beginning of, of what it is and what is the potential value of it for people to actually, you know, reach out and ask for it. So it's a, there's a lot of work to be done still. Well, it's great that you recognize that there's a lot of work to be done. And it's also amazing that you have stepped up and created a platform to further explore Kamari in Spanish. So you and two other consultants have joined together to produce the first podcast dedicated to the Kamari method in Spanish, which is Ordina Trace. Tell us a little bit more about that project. It actually came out out of the last year's Kamari consultant meetup in London where they do this parallel thing where the new ones are being trained. There was also a meetup for everybody who was available to go to London and meet up and, and hang out together for a day. And I met Andrea and Luisi there. Andrea is from Venezuela, and she was actually out of the very first batch of Conmari consultants, I think so. At least she's the first one in Latin America to be a certified consultant. And Luisi is a Brazilian living now here in, in Barcelona and she just passed her test and is getting certified. So we also are like three different generations of consultants. And it basically, after we met, it took only one dinner and some wine, we have to admit, <laughs> <laughs> together. And, and it was enough to start to talk about this idea of, oh, we are having a really good time. We should record this. <laughs> Our style is very informal. There's a lot of laughter and occasional irreverence. And even in our trio, a very tiny sample of the Kamari community, it just shows the diversity and the amazing previous life experiences that Kamari consultants bring to the job. Because thinking of it in general is that as far as I know, and so far in the development of the Kamari consultancy as such, Every Kanmari consultant has had some other background, some other, you know, profession, basically. No? I think that's the great additional value we also, we three wanted to bring to the big Kanmari table. Just this interaction of three very different women of three different nationalities, basically chatting around the kitchen table. And we happen to be chatting about typing. <laughs> And, and kitchen tables are, of course, the best places for conversations. And I can admit that our podcast sessions, there are often occasions when we just end up not recording because something else has come up in one of our lives and, and we just need a support group. And that would actually be my advice for establishing and maintaining long-distance friendships. I don't know if it's like that with you guys, but starting a podcast together is a very good way of doing that? Well, it definitely has added to our sense of community and feeling that, you know, we're kind of part of a bigger, more important thing than just individual consultants. So I completely agree. There's, there's nothing like chatting with people who share something in common. And then, of course, when it's a podcast and other people are benefiting from your shared experience and your process of working through the issues that you face and I know that our Spanish-speaking audience will love to listen to the show. What kinds of topics do you cover? Do you just do kind of a chatting format or do you 
have specific topics that you cover in your episodes? We try to have a topic. <laughs> Sometimes it goes a bit off the rails, but most of the time there is actual topic. We started by covering the KonMari basics, for example, the often forgotten importance of the vision and the categories, and then found it more interesting to dive into more of a life beyond the tidying festival. So we have an episode about plants, talking about if plants are things or plants are friends. <laughs> How do you tidy plants, basically? But on a more serious note, also talking about pets and self-care and relationships and time planning, all in relation with bringing the keeping what sparks joy logic into our lives beyond the very immediate object. And all that content is evergreen and available while we are now looking into creating more synergies among the Spanish-speaking consultants and exploring this cultural richness that we can access thanks to a common language. Because we have now Kodmari consultants spanning, of course, from Spain, and we have some Spanish speakers scattered across Europe. And then, of course, we have the whole Americas from one end to the other, basically. So there's a lot that can be talked about of how Kodmari works across the Spanish-speaking world, especially they can count that many of the countries we're talking are on a very different moments of social development and economic development, etc. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on join the club to get started. And now back to the show. Fantastic. And I'm sure those who listen to Spark Joy and speak Spanish and are bilingual would love to check out your show. So how can listeners find you? I'd suggest heading to our Instagram at Ordenatres. Ordenatres podcast, sorry, or you can just put it in Google. It also will give you what you're looking for. And then, of course, we have all the links to the platforms we are distributing through, be it to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podbean, wherever one gets their podcast fixes. Also, this could be a good option for all Conmari enthusiasts wishing to improve their Spanish. So true. Because what better? What better way to do that? That is a super good point. I've heard of people learning Spanish through watching telenovelas or watching... Exactly. Why not listening to a KonMari podcast? Makes so much sense. (laughs) And also, you get a very peculiar mix of Spanish because it's one Venezolana speaking Spanish, one Brasileña speaking Spanish, Ah. and one Latvian speaking Spanish. Wow. So it's an interesting linguistic adventure. (laughs) Well, we have to ask, what is your favorite tidying tip that you've either shared with your clients or on the podcast or both? I 
thought about this because I know it's a classic here on SparkJoy podcast. <laughs> and it's very basic, but nothing beats finding a place for each thing. I know, I know. Both Marie Kondo and our grandmas told us that. But the difference it makes when actually applied is astonishing. So that's that. And on the other side, what I wanted to mention for those who are still working through their tidying festival and wondering what expects them on the other side is that the I'm really enjoying the casual in-between, even kind of unconscious joy-checking of everyday objects, just post-tidying. And I know you have some episodes, I'm sure Christine knows which number of episodes is that. We're actually <laughs> talking of how do you, after the tidying festival, you time by time feel like, oh, I have to review this subcategory or, oh, just this one object is not working anymore. Or this new thing is amazing. Yes, please more. So those moments are extremely pleasurable. Well, Luisa, you're right. I do know which episode you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> that would be our episode 94 of Spark Joy, which is Kanmari Quick Tips, How to Kanmari Light. So that's a great one to check in to if you're transitioning to a new space or downsizing or there's been some big life change, or you're simply just trying to tune in to if the things that have hung around in your life still do spark joy, you can check out episode 94. Well, we say before we part, we would love to also ask you what's sparking joy the most for you at this moment. My newest pet project is launching an easy and beautiful app for wardrobe tracking because I'm one of those people who love a good spreadsheet and wants to make them more accessible for people. I'm at the very beginning of it and it gets dizzy and anxious at times, but it's also extremely exciting. So cross fingers for me. That's the project I'm going ahead with. That sounds amazing. So is this something that clients will be able to use to keep track of the things that are in their wardrobe? Clients and everybody. It's, but it comes out more of the side of kind of sustainability approach mm -hmm. because there is no better way of making your wardrobe more sustainable than wearing more what you already have. That's very good point. That. Sure. <laughs> so, and, and what I've understood in my work with clients is that often our perception, and with work with myself, of course, that our perceptions of what we wear and how much we have and all of that usually do not correspond to reality. So this should be a tool to play with that. I know it's there are people who are allergic to spreadsheets and maybe it's not for them, but I'm hoping that if I manage to do a good kind of design solution, it might be more accessible and useful. Also for those who are up for like 30 wears challenge and things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, where can our listeners find you and follow the work that you're doing in that regard? The whole range of my activities can be found looking for Un Armario Verde. I do things, I produce content both in Spanish and English in unpredictable proportions on Instagram, Facebook, and unarmarioverde.es. That's where the blog lives. And basically, you will have my name there. Also, if you Google my name, the first thing that will come out will be this. 
But we will definitely have links to all of your social media accounts and your website, as well as the podcast in the show notes. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for joining us today, Louise, and sharing what's up with Kanmari in Spain and more. And we wish you and your fellow hosts on Orden Trace the best as you continue down this Kanmari podcast journey, which we know so well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. We're learning from the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.